Ladies and gentlemen, this is Hollywood Mike Connolly with the double biceps. It is in the contract a legal requirement every single time we appear on camera looking good today. Uh, I did train them yesterday, so they are swollen and picky and very sore. But uh, <laughs> welcome to the Daily Combat Podcast. The co-host, co-founder, co Breather of air, co-pilot. Ah, oh, I got it in the wrong order, didn't I? <laughs> Co-wearer of clothes in this very room. It is, in fact, the master of disaster, the king of sting, the count of Monte Cristo, Thunderlips, the ultimate male. It is, in fact, the winner of the Dave Stockbridge of the Year Award. There it is there, the illustrious trophy held by the illustrious man with the beard who has already put his nomination in for this year. And I think he might be the front runner at this point. Mm. So welcome, it's looking good, Dave. Dave Stockbridge, Stockbridge, to your own show and your own podcast studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, thank you very much for that very, very warm welcome. And I think you're accrediting the podcast uh, to me just a little bit more than what you need to. There, you're my co-pilot, my co-breather of air, co-wearer of t- clothes, t-shirts in this this uh, case. But it's a. Uh, <laughs> Mate, it's uh, always good to be with you, and uh, and and what a big week it's been in the world of arm wrestling. Yeah, absolutely, arm wrestling, mm. and for yourself, we had a we had oh, a big weekend. We'll talk about that. Oh yeah, do you want to go? We start with that, or do you want to start with the arm wrestling? Oh, I don't know. Uh, let, let's go. Let's start with that. Let's start with that, and we'll ease our way into the world of arm All wrestling. Right. All, right. All right. So, so we this had, is your entree, your combat sports entree. That's right. That's mm. right. So we did have the Pride Fight series number four. So we did. Saturday night, yeah, and uh, what an event it was! There was a, I thought they had two events almost. There was there was the amateur card on earlier in the day, and I think they had like fifteen, fourteen fights, and then we had the professional show on at uh, with eleven fights. So it was twenty five mm. Muay Thai fights in one day, Crazy. one event. Amazing, yeah. Carly Gangel and and her whole crew there that put on the event, spectacular show. You mm. were the ring announcer for the professional show. For the main event, yeah, yes. absolutely. How did you feel? Everything went. Oh well, well one Carly puts on a, an incredible show and a, and a spectacular venue, um, an old historic mill, um, which is now being converted into a uh, an event space mm. by the uh, City of Port Adelaide Enfield, who uh, really did get behind this event and uh, and support it really well. And uh, and Carly and her team really made it their own and uh, presented the sport in a way that I think any Muay Thai fan is going to be really happy with. So, uh, uh, yeah, a great event, beautiful production, and Carly's team did an exceptional job in executing on the night. Mm, absolutely, yeah. I mean, it ran flawlessly. I mean, apart from there was one moment where the ring did break, mm. <laughs> but they fixed that within like five minutes. Well. The guys just leapt up. There was like 30 guys just <laughs> leapt out of the crowd. Where did they tools. come from? <laughs> they all had the perfect size bolts and everything. Oh, it was amazing, wasn't it? It was, it, was like a, it was like a pit stop in a Formula One race. It was just bang. Everybody was up there and, and minutes later we were all back on schedule. And, yeah. Uh, uh, and yeah, all credit to the crew. They did a, a spectacular job on the night and uh, made sure that everything ran smooth. And um, the, the the sight, the sound, uh, the crowd were fantastic. You know, there was a um, a great feeling in the room. Um, and uh, and I, in talking to some of the fighters after, as, as you would have, you know, people could feel that. You know, it was a, a great energy in the mm. room on on Saturday night. Mm, yeah, absolutely. It's one of those fun things about it is that most of the time it's filled with friends and family of the fighters, and so mm. everyone's respectful. Everyone. Is they're very invested in in their fighter, but they're also supporting everyone else and and mm. making sure that uh, you know, everyone gives it a hundred percent and and 
there was a very positive atmosphere there. So, mm. yeah, you saw a lot of that. And it really is um, becoming like a sort of a family kind of uh, sport. You know, you're seeing uh, there was a lot of girls on the on the card mm. um, and everyone was there to support them. There was a lot of kids running around. I had my daughter there. And, mm. yeah, no, it was a very good feel for, for the event. And plus with the amateurs on earlier in the day, they would have, hopefully had some people that would have stuck around to, to watch the pros go at it as well. Yeah, indeed. I mean, it was a full house. It was a complete sellout. Yeah. Um, so all credit to the team in marketing so that enough people knew about it. Uh, but as you mentioned, huge support from within the Muay Thai kickboxing and MMA community. The, the gyms really got behind it. And uh, as you said, women were really well represented on the night. Um, it was a female bout that was a co-main event. Mm-hmm. Um, and, uh, you know, Carly's always in encouraging women into the world of Muay Thai and, of course, a, a former Muay Thai world champion herself. Yeah. Um, and uh, there's a real emphasis there at Boars, her gym, to, to encourage uh, girls into the sport at an early age. And um, and and it was a, a great spectacle. Um, and, uh, yeah, I enjoyed every every minute of it. It was mm. a great show. Absolutely. Yeah. What, what did you think of the main event? Uh, did you get to see that fight? Uh, yeah. So, uh, yeah, I was ringside for most of that. Um, and... Uh, what I, what I uh, found was that um, uh, the what was really interesting is that you had a, a, a Commonwealth uh, champion, a super light Commonwealth champion, um, who's ranked number seventeen by the WBC, mm-hmm. um, up against uh, a, a, probably a name that unless you're into Muay Thai, you, you wouldn't have heard of before, um, but uh, he'd. <laughs> um, uh, performed on uh, one championship was generally regarded as one of the top five guys in the world at one point in time. And as was explained to me, you know, when, when, when these guys have kind of hit the heights of their career in, in, in Muay Thai and, uh, and in this case it was one championship, um, they do a bit of a victory lap around the world thereafter and that's really where they, they make their money. So oh. performing at shows like this and being invited to be a part of shows in the West is mm. – Really, their retirement plan. So that's where that's where all the all the cheesecakes went, went for them there. And and I, I think what we saw there was an elite Australian against uh, a chap who's been doing it since he was able to walk. Yeah. And uh, the difference. Well, I, I don't think uh, I don't think we saw. Uh, Oh, what was his name? Parab. Uh, uh, that's right. Um, how do you say that? Uh, Parab. No, well, I think no, it was Parab. No, Prab Prabsuk. Prabsuk. Sorry. So yeah, that's right. Myself. <laughs> that's, I was getting confused. Uh, Prabsuk. So Prabsuk. Um, I don't think I saw him breathe out of his mouth <laughs> at all. The whole fight. It, it, it was uh, an observation. I was, I was sitting next to um, uh, the the bellman, and uh, we, we were looking and uh, thought, "Hang on." Mm. It, it, in between um, in between rounds, uh, he was just having a light casual conversation, <laughs> standing up, um, and. Uh, uh, whereas on the other corner, you know, they, they were doing, they were patching up, and yeah. there was a, a lot of recovery going on. And perhaps Hook could have just walked straight back in, and uh, we could have done without the breaks. And uh, it was, it was, it was absolutely amazing. And and you know, um, uh, he didn't get a knockout or anything like that. And uh, I, I, but uh, you know, it certainly certainly showed in the world of Muay Thai that there's levels. And yeah. uh, and all credit to Carly's team in order to bring somebody of that caliber over mm. uh, to Pride Fight Series. No, absolutely, yeah, for sure. And as you mentioned, uh, Nick being a um, a Commonwealth champion and and being mm. um, so highly ranked and experienced, 
uh, stepping in on five days' notice. Absolutely for that fight. unbelievable, isn't it? Yeah, five days' notice to take on somebody like Brad Sook. and 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 going all the way through to decision and and doing a great performance as well. As well, I mean, he, it looked to me like Prab Sook was one step ahead the whole time, but uh, but he absolutely had a, a great opportunity to show, showcase his skills, and he did that to to great effect. Well, I mean, it, it could have all, almost all been ended uh, in the second round. Yeah, with and, that flying uh, knee. Yeah, and uh, and a lot of blood in 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 the eye as well. And uh, and you know, all credit to Nick. He, he went straight back out there and uh, made sure that uh, everybody got what they paid their tickets yeah. for and, and and was entertained. But to take that fight on five days' notice and and to and to step up in that way is a credit to Nick and mm. and to his team who have confidence in his ability and. Uh, he, he did an outstanding job, an absolutely, absolutely outstanding job, and, and a great main event. Yes, for sure. Yeah, it was it was interesting to see. I mean, he we were just mentioning then the flying knee in the second round, but uh, he did try that again later in the fight, and and Nick uh, had had identified what he was doing to set that up, and he he blocked it completely, which mm. I thought was incredible. He he actually blocked an overhand elbow first, and then the flying knee, and it was like, wow, that was that was very impressive. You've, you've identified what he was going to throw there, and that's not he he only threw it those two times. Mm. So to figure it out off the first go, it was uh, very impressive. Mm. Yeah, yeah, indeed. So uh, you know, I, I, you kind of felt that uh, Nick was all, uh, trying to find a way through, mm-hmm. and uh, Prab Sook was. Probably feeling like it was going to be an easier fight than it actually was. I, I, I sensed, you know, as the as the fight drew on, that perhaps Hook was realizing very quickly there wasn't going to be an easy knockout in this, and it didn't seem to matter how hard he hit. So he actually kind of pulled back a little bit and decided to settle in for the for the five rounds, and mm. um, uh, and uh, and that just gave both fighters an opportunity to showcase what what they had on offer. And, and with Nick, it was a you know a lot of grit, determination, and uh, great presence of mind and ring craft. And for perhaps Hook, it was. Uh, uh, it was that uh, his, his overall skill set combined with out of this world cardio. Yes. Um, so, uh, uh, and any young fighter sitting there um, cage side or, or in in um, uh, in the arena uh, would have walked away with with a lot up here, um, understanding that that's that's how it's done at the elite level. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It was interesting to me watching the way that the fight played out. I felt that. Mm, Perhaps looks uh, ability to to negate everything that that Nick was doing, and and he just he felt it felt like he was ahead the whole time. Mm. Um, I think for me, if I was pushing Nick, and this is from amateur like armchair <laughs> advice, or you know, this is advice view. coming from an arm wrestler, by the way. Right. So. <laughs> uh, with with somebody who's who's that much uh, high level skill, elite skill, and they're so used to seeing. The, the same kicks and the same punches and setups and everything coming at you, it almost feels like you've got to be unconventional and you've got to turn that fight into a brawl to actually land something. Mm. Because this guy, he's moving like he's done this a billion times. You know, he's rolling. You've seen that kick. Yep, yep, yep. Mm. Um, and even when shots did land, that he was rolling away from them. So it was very much, it felt like a one-two one, stop. You know, one, two, stop, one kick, stop, one punch, stop. You know, mm. I think if there was flurries of six, seven punches and mm. you are leaving yourself vulnerable to getting knocked out in those situations, but it feels like that's probably the only way you're really going to confuse this guy to the point where it's like, I, you know, he can see the first four and mm. knows what to do and easily counters them, but then the fifth, maybe that 
maybe that's the one that lands, you know, yeah. or, the, or the seventh or whatever. Yeah. So, yeah, as again, from, from an armchair <laughs> expert uh, opinion, I just feel that it looked to me like Nick was he – was, he was doing fantastically with his skill set. Mm. He was defending well and he was, uh, he was pressuring and he was attacking. He was definitely doing that. That's yeah. right. But he was going to very obviously lose a decision. To, to me, like uh, after the first round, it was like, if you keep doing what you're doing, I think mm. it's going to end in decision loss for you. Yeah. If you want to win this fight as a knockout, um, you're going to have to do – you're going to have to caution to the wind and just throw everything and, and throw, you know, these crazy wild combinations, turn it into a brawl. I think that's the only path to victory there. Yeah, yeah. And uh, um, Nick always felt like he was in the fight um, and, uh, you know, right to the end. Uh, it, it wasn't – you know, it was a, certainly a, a, a dominant performance from uh, Prabsuk, but when uh, you look at uh, Nick's always had an answer – was always pressing forward, um, and uh, and at any point in time, you know, you've always got that puncher's chance. And mm-hmm. uh, and, and, and I don't, I, I'm certainly not denigrating Nick in saying that that was his chance, but he he right. he was always in it, and yes. uh, and anything could have happened right to the end because he uh, uh, he, he kept uh, he kept being in good positions. Mm-hmm. Um, he was defending really well, mm-hmm. um, and uh, and as much as Prabhsuk didn't seem to be working too hard in terms of cardio, Nick was able to take it to him. Every step of the way. So, um, but what, what really fascinated me some uh, some of these female fights uh, mm. that we saw on Saturday night were, were thoroughly entertaining. And so, uh, we've spoken about uh, arm wrestling, and it's more about you know what having two people that are highly competitive with each other mm. is better than necessarily the the level or the standard of competition. For instance, yeah, yeah, yeah. and uh, we, we we see that a little bit in the in the women's fights uh, where you've got two really evenly pitted girls who are going or women that are going at it mm. um, and uh, thoroughly entertaining because it could go either way. And as a fan, you know, you're seeing tons of action, yeah. lots of flurries, yeah. um, people taking chances um, and uh, and really exciting fights. Mm, absolutely. Yeah. It's almost with, with elite martial arts, people are fighting so perfectly mm. that it's so hard for their opponent to find an opening, to find a way through. And that's mm. why you, you're going to get less knockouts. You're going to get less spectacular moments. But Indeed. when you can get two people who are very good, very highly skilled, but they are willing to throw caution to the wind and they are willing to flurry at each other and try to knock each other out, mm. and it, that's where it gets super exciting because it's like, this person has the ability. They're not just going in there as a crazy, you know, guy off the street trying to throw haymakers. They they are setting things up, and they, yep. but they're going for it, and they're trying to win this fight by knockout, or they're they're very much trying to to uh, win uh, with the most violent violent uh, technique possible. <laughs> yeah. Well, well, and and any of those fights could have gone either way. And so the night started off with uh, Skylar Chatterton and uh, Shari Davis, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and uh, and progressed through. So we we had Tamara May versus uh, Casey Coombe, mm-hmm, and Casey mm-hmm. taking away the the victory there. Mm-hmm. And uh, then one of the the standout female performances of the night. Uh, came from Kayla Nassis and Penny Godfrey. So that was yes. one of the fights of the night. Mm. And uh, uh, Penny walking away with the victory, one of our favourites here on the podcast, of course. Yeah. Uh, Penny's uh, graced us with her presence on a couple of occasions and really growing as a, as a fighter. So mm. we've now seen Penny uh, turn out on several occasions and 
every time she's showing us just something more of her potential. Absolutely, yeah. She is restricted because of her her height, um, being a shorter uh, female. But in the fights that I've seen leading up to Saturday night, she was always playing a game of I need to work my way inside and that's where I can find success. Whereas on Saturday night, it, she was fighting really well from everywhere. Mm. <laughs> she fought on the outside just as much as the inside and looked just as comfortable doing it. And yeah. I was like, well, that's impressive. She was getting a lot of lot of success on the outside. She yeah. was kind of sidestepping and then coming in across and um, and, uh, and and certainly um, those points added up as the rounds progressed. That's right. Yeah, for sure. And uh, and started smiling from the second round on. I think the first <laughs> round she was uh, it was a little bit of a feeling out uh, process between both of them to, as to what they needed to do and how to be effective. But uh, from that second round, um, you saw her as soon as Penny started to smile. <laughs> yeah, uh, she's confident now. She's got this, and here we go. And she, yeah, did a, a tremendous job for the rest of the fight and ended up with a decision victory. Mm, yeah, one of Carly's proteges there out of Boars. Um, Penny's um, uh, career continues to head in the right direction. I'm sure we'll see a lot more of. Uh, Penny in the uh, in the next twelve to eighteen months, and yeah. um, and see see her stage just get bigger and bigger. Mm. Uh, Tavita Maka, uh, shout out to Tavita's uh, brother who uh, bumped into in the car park, and uh, you know normally not the types of people you want to bump into in the car park, <laughs> but you know, <laughs> Tavita was uh, Tavita's brother was uh, kind enough to uh, thank me for pronouncing his brother's name correctly, as other pronouncers had got. Uh, announcers, <laughs> other announcers had got that wrong. Yes, uh, pronounced that wrong. Yes, and uh, and so uh, so shout out to Tavita. I've, I've put a lot of work into that one, mate. And uh, it's one of those names I love saying, Tavita Maka. I mean, it's awesome. It's such a great name. Yeah. Uh, Dylan walked away with the win on that occasion, but uh, Tavita's a, a staple on the cards of, uh, of in South Australia Muay Thai and kickboxing scene. We've seen him. Uh, at DFC as well, I'm sure we'll, we'll see Tavita make a uh, make a move uh, back into either the cage or the ring very very soon and enjoy more success. Um, but uh, Dylan, uh, all the way from uh, Bones MMA in Victoria, walked away with the victory on that occasion. Uh, Co-main event, so we had uh, a female uh, main event, and then uh, the boys went at it. And mm-hmm. we've already spoken about Prabsuk and and Nick Keros, but uh, Rosie Comlis mm-hmm. and uh, Shannon Tilbrook. Mm-hmm. Uh, Shannon the Cannon. So I was really hoping Shannon would win because it's <laughs> really cool to say Shannon the Cannon <laughs> again. I just love it. Um, yeah. But uh, uh, but Rosie, Rosie walked away with uh, the victory on that occasion and uh, uh, Shannon certainly enjoyed the, the hometown support, but that mm. just wasn't enough to, to get her across the line against Rosie who uh, uh, looked very, very polished in, in the yeah. ring on Saturday night. Absolutely. Yeah, for sure. That's right. It was a great fight. Five rounds and uh, went to decision. Uh, it did look like um, Shannon was pressuring the whole time, moving forwards, throwing a lot of punches, a lot of kicks, mm. a lot of side roundhouse sort of kicks. Um, but uh, Rosie was picking her her moments and, and everything she threw was just snappy and crisp and like landed with power. And it was sort of like that one that she threw and landed, you know, was almost negating the the 10 previous ones that Shannon mm. might have thrown that were sort of half blocked or, you know, had, had half landed and then you hear whack and it's like, oh, yeah. that was – all right. It was a, a, a casual observation and uh, there may be nothing to this at all, but, you know, you, occasionally you just see an athlete and they just it's not their night, you mm. know, and uh, uh, for whatever reason it seems Shannon's timing wasn't quite there. She didn't seem quite comfortable in herself uh, when when striking and uh, setting things up, it didn't seem to be moving as, as smoothly as 
that normally would for Shannon uh, in the ring on Saturday night. And and I guess when you're up against uh, an opponent like Rosie Comlis, you, you just can't afford to make any mistakes. And um, and Shannon, unfortunately, wasn't able to make up for it um, and uh, um, wasn't able to take home the chocolates. And mm. uh, But a spectacular main event nonetheless. And yeah. uh, and then the boys came and took it home. And, mm. uh, and of course, uh, Prabzuk walking away with, uh, I think that's victory 71. <laughs> so so uh, 71 victories, 18 losses and two draws is yeah. Prabzuk's professional <laughs> record. So you can imagine how many hundreds of fights he would have had as an amateur um, back in Thailand or that just weren't counted. Yeah. Um, so, uh, uh, but uh, yeah, Prab- Prabzuk, um, uh, although uh, we weren't able to get a post-match interview with him, unfortunately, his English isn't the strongest, <laughs> um, but he, um, uh, but, uh, he, he was a, a very gracious and uh, uh, very respectful and a, a lovely uh, chap to meet backstage mm. and uh, um, yeah as, as are most of the fighters that we, we're fortunate enough to come across who Absolutely. yeah they're very very gracious and accommodating and, <laughs> and always happy to have a bit of a chat and say good day so um, so I'd like to personally thank Carly for inviting me to be a, a small part of her very very big event mm. and uh, and thank the her team who did an, an amazing job um, the volunteers and and Carly's dad and uh, and and the boars uh, guys that all came out to to support the event Um who do such a good job at every every Pride Fight Series event, um, and uh, you know I really feel like Pride Fight Series has found its home now at the uh, at the Hearts Mill. Yeah, and uh, I'll look forward to being back there next time. Absolutely, yeah. It was it was a funny moment when you were backstage with uh, uh, Prabhsook. <laughs> Trying to ask him what his record was because it wasn't written in, and it was like I need to, I need to know what his fight record. It was, is. It was hard to find. <laughs> yeah, yeah. In the age of the internet, you expect these things to be at your fingertips. Yeah. And it's like who is this enigma? Why don't we know? That's right. <laughs> yeah. And then you, you're you're trying to explain to him how many fights have you had? And he couldn't understand. It was like your record, right? Record fight record. Oh, oh uh, that one. And then yeah. and then he wrote it on my phone actually. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> and it was ninety. 70, 20. Yeah. <laughs> and it was like, um, is that 90 wins? 70, <laughs> no, 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 90 fights. 90 like, fights. Oh, wow. 70 wins, 20 losses. Yeah, so. which, as his coach mentioned afterwards, wasn't entirely accurate. No. So, uh, but uh, but nonetheless, it was close enough and no, no one was going to uh, besmirch the, the great uh, Prabzuk um, for, for getting uh, that wrong by a couple. He didn't mention his draws, but... Uh, oh, no uh, one cares about the draws. Oh, <laughs> Obviously, Prabzuk doesn't. If Prabzuk doesn't, that's all that matters to me. Yeah. Especially um, if you see him kick those pads. of like, whatever you want is fine. <laughs> you can have one that you want, my money. Like, I don't know. Now, it's like he's made out of, like, his bones are made out of, like, concrete and carbon fibre or, or something. It was just a or titanium. It was just oh. incredible, just incredible to see an athlete at that yeah. level in person and yes. uh, have, have that privilege of being so close to the ring and uh, to be able to see that firsthand. It was uh, <laughs> something I'll take away to the grave, Absolutely. I can assure you. So, yeah. uh but um, yeah, well done, Carly and the whole team. An amazing night, and uh, yeah, I think uh, uh, for any fan of Muay Thai, if they get the opportunity to uh, to come to a Pride Fight Series event, um, their their money will be very well spent. So uh, yeah, for sure. Um, look forward to uh, a date uh, for next uh, Pride Fight Series. That'll be Pride Fight Series Five. Mm-hmm. I'm sure that that'll. that'll 
uh, all be announced in, in the not-too-distant future. And um, uh, in the meantime, though, for people that may have missed the night um, or too stingy to pay for the pay-per-view, maybe, <laughs> uh, we've got a highlights package. So you, you're going to see some of the highlights of, of some of the biggest fights of the night. Um, that'll be released on uh, the Daily Combat Podcast Facebook page and that'll be, all be emerging very, very soon. Or, or you might be able to follow it on uh, either of our Instagrams, I'm guessing. So uh, Matt Connolly 13, I think, if you jump on the Instagram. That's correct. Um, lucky 13, lucky for some. <laughs> and, uh, and Dave Stockbridge announces uh, is the other one. So, uh, you know, head over there and you'll be able to you get all caught up with Pride Fight Series 4 and be ready for Pride Fight Series 5. That's right. Uh, spectacular event, amazing ring announcer. <laughs> <laughs> he was all right. He was all right. A bit loud. Uh, yeah. <laughs> uh, I think you did a tremendous job on the night. You, you really did. I mean, as a, a lot of people have, have – I, I saw coming up to you afterwards or even during and just saying, mate, you're doing an awesome job. That was fantastic. Best best guy in Australia. Uh, you know. So you are Things doing... people say when they're intoxicated. It's amazing, isn't it? Uh, but, yeah. uh, Absolutely. Well, still, hey, I'm saying it now, and I'm in, I, mean, I am intoxicated now, but <laughs> by my presence, right? Um, that's right. But, uh, so. Yeah, it was a great night, and uh, and the audio visual team did a spectacular job. So uh, Chris Murch's team were, were there, and um, uh, yeah, made us look good. And um, yeah, I, I think a very very professional, beautifully branded, nicely put together. All of the volunteers were uniformed up in the in the classic Pride Fight Series black with the event T-shirt, um, looking great. Um, noted, uh, we didn't have two ring girls. We had a ring girl and a ring boy, so mm-hmm. just to balance mm-hmm. things out a little bit too. So uh, the, the, ring, you, the ring boy was getting more cheers than he was doing all right, wasn't he? He got he had the three quarter pants on, a nice tight t shirt, and the mums loved it. Didn't yeah, they? He, so uh, he kept wiggling his hips as well. He, he was working it. He was working it. He was making sure. So uh, that was great. <laughs> Made me laugh. Yeah. So uh, so great night all round. Um, and yeah, stay tuned for those uh, little highlights. Uh, bits that'll be uh, made available on the page very very soon so um, and uh, you know we'll, naturally we'll, we'll look forward to being there for Pride Fight Series 5 Hollywood Matt Connolly absolutely absolutely mm. you know, did you want to talk about the arm wrestling that Not really. took place no, no <laughs> that's no, fine no. we couldn't do that no. <laughs> no, no, we can do that for sure oh, do, well, do, do, do you, you want to do it now or do you want to uh, well, want to, will you wrap this episode up because I think it's tied together quite tied nicely together. with the, the Pride Fight Series mm. and uh, we can do another one about the arm wrestling so if you are interested in about arm wrestling like hearing about arm wrestling then uh, you can follow us on the AWE podcast which is where this next episode that we're about to record will be and mm-hmm. it'll be episode number 15 are we up to 15 already? Yeah. incredible <laughs> yeah. so uh, so for those uh, people that don't know that just tune into the Daily Combat podcast uh, AWE is an event uh, uh, it's a, a promotion that's what the uh, across the dawning the pecs of uh, Hollywood Matt Connolly. There we go. Look, look, you get one look. of these shirts, it does this automatically. It's inbuilt. I'm pressing a button that's doing it. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, that stands for Arm Wrestling Entertainment. And Arm Wrestling Entertainment is uh, is an arm wrestling promotion that puts on some of the best shows in the world. And uh, we uh, had our uh, very first event, um, AWE One, uh, appropriately named, it as it turns out. Level. It was coincidence. It's great marketing. It's lucky yeah, that so it came it, out. People knew what it was. <laughs> 
And which one which it was. One? <laughs> Uh, so AWE won, uh, which was a tremendous success and has now been viewed over a million times across all the platforms. Yeah. Um, and uh, and some real stars uh, emerged as a result of that. But it was the, the greatest uh, assembly of, of arm wrestlers in the history of the country. Mm. Um, got them all together and got them all across the table. And uh, we found ourselves an AWE intercontinental champion um, in Madurangi uh, Heta Morris, mm-hmm. the beast mm-hmm. from New Zealand. Uh, we found ourselves a, a heavyweight champion. Mm-hmm. In the former Latvian, former <laughs> European, former Australian, and our current AWE heavyweight champion in Gunter's Bikovs, and uh, and of course we crowned our uh, an Australian junior champion as our AWE champion. So technically, it's not an Australian champion. It, it could be from anywhere, but it is the <laughs> AWE a junior champion and that's a hunter to be Australian object who just happens to be from Australia. (laughs) So uh, it did settle a score to identify who was the best junior in Australia because that, uh, of course uh, the juniors weren't able to compete at the national uh, competition um, last year. And uh, as they held it, um, in a casino, which mm. kind of excluded anybody under the age of 18, <laughs> fans and athletes alike. But nonetheless, um, it gave us the opportunity to showcase these two young men, uh, Jamie Barrett, who's a superstar of the sport. And if he doesn't make it in arm wrestling, I, I think bodybuilding is probably the next stage. He's, he's looking, very lean. He's very lean. <laughs> he's in good shape. Um, and uh, uh, and Hamza Hodjik, who's uh, is a superstar of the future. And uh, so great to be able to put those two young young men together. But that was just a taste because AWE2 is going to be even bigger and better. That's right. Right. And that'll be staged at the Adelaide Oval on the uh, 2nd of July, Australian time, 1st of July, uh, US time. And, uh, of course, uh, we'll, we'll keep you updated with more details. But that's what we're talking about on the AWE podcast, mm-hmm. the behind the scenes, because uh, Matt's quite the matchmaker. He knows all what's going on in the background. He, he's uh, right, right on all of that stuff. And uh, <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so, uh, so uh, secrets will be shared and uh, insights will be uh, will be uh, offered on all of the top athletes in the AWE and the AWE podcast. So, if you've got any interest in arm wrestling and want to know what's going on behind the scenes, behind the curtain at the AWE, then uh, stay tuned. <laughs>